Mac put a finger to his lips. Trufant started to ask again when the sound of an engine stopped him. They both scanned the horizon, looking for the source and finding nothing. Suddenly, a cigarette boat appeared from a clump of mangroves less than a hundred yards from them. Down! Mac pulled Trufant to the deck with him. What? It's Commando. Hard to believe it's coincidence that he's right here, but I don't want him to see us. Mac raised his head and peered over the transom. Looks like he's gone. He rose and looked at the boat speeding toward Big Pine Key. Pretty dark, and it's not my boat. I don't think he saw us, or if he did, he didn't recognize us. Probably going back to pick me up, Trufant said. Wrong way, buddy. Looks like he ditched you. I think you're stuck with me till morning, if he even comes back. Running that boat of his at night is a bullseye for the law to come after him. Well, what now? Mac looked at the clump of mangroves where Commando's boat had emerged. He was curious. From this vantage point, there was no place for a boat to exit. Let's go have a look where he came from. This is all too much of a coincidence for my liking. First the casitas and now Commando? He went to the wheel and pushed the throttle forward. At idle speed, he moved closer to the mangroves, one eye on the depth finder, the other on the shore. They reached the spot he was sure the cigarette boat had emerged from, but all he could see was mangroves. As they got closer, a small light became visible through the branches, and then a small inlet suddenly appeared. It was barely wide enough for a single boat and looked deep, like it had been dredged. He passed the inlet to look from the other side, and it vanished. The light was low now, but he could see in his mind the artfully crafted entrance. Cut parallel to the shoreline and deep enough for a single boat to enter and turn, it would look like a small cove from one angle and be virtually invisible from any other. Perfectly hidden. Max swung the boat around and headed toward the entrance. What are you doing? Trufant asked. I'm going to see what's in there. This is professionally done, especially for a Keys camouflage job. The backwaters of the Keys were legendary for smuggling whatever the current rage was. Liquor from Cuba during Prohibition, drugs for the last fifty years, and whatever else was in vogue and illegal in between. Smugglers and pirates had holed up in these mangrove-covered, mosquito-infested islands and unmarked flats for centuries. It's got to have something to do with the casitas, he told Trufant. And the only way I'm going to clear my name and get my boat back is to figure this out myself. I'm just saying, this was to buy you, you don't go unannounced or unarmed into a spot like this. This is the perfect cover, two tourists lost in a rental boat. Mac followed the small inlet and turned right at the blind turn, which switched back onto another narrow path. Someone spent some money doing this. Well, if they spend money building it, don't you think they would spend money guarding it? Trufant whined. Mac steered through the second turn and found himself in a small lagoon. A dock jutted out into the water where another cigarette boat and a smaller center console were tied up. In the background, he could make out a dimly lit house. Satisfied for now, he started to turn away. But suddenly a gun fired and he felt the whistle of a bullet flying by his head. Trufant was already on the deck when he pushed back on the throttle, reversed and spun the boat. He slammed the throttle forward, hoping the engine could take the sudden shock and sped through the tight turns. Several shots followed, but they were increasingly off target, and he relaxed as they hit open water. 
He turned the running lights off and headed toward deeper water, wanting to put as much distance between them and the gunman as quickly as possible. They reached the channel leading to Wood's place fifteen minutes later, and he had Trufant tie off the boat to the piling. It was starting to look crowded here with both boats, and he worried it might attract attention. The motorless skiff was tied to the pile as well, and he thought about putting it up on the trailer to hide it, but decided it wasn't worth the effort. If someone had followed them, he would have to hide both boats, but he had seen no pursuit. Tired and hungry now, he looked at the buckets on the deck. Let's go cook some of these up. Be nice to have a cold beer, too. He hopped over the gunnel and dropped into the water, his cut hands stinging when he grabbed the buckets of lobster from Trufant. Maybe this'll work, Trufant said as he slid into the water, holding a half bottle of rum above his head. You only found the empties. Me, I can sniff this out from a mile away.